Hello. <laughs> Hi, Joanna. Hi, Lindsay. I miss you. I know. I miss you, too. Uh, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for <laughs> for wanting to interview me. I never had anyone ask that. That's pretty cool. I think you're pretty oh! cool. <laughs> All right, guys. End the podcast. It's over. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Joanna, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what do you do? Where do you go to school? Well, not where you go to school, but oh, okay. school-wise, yeah. what you've accomplished. Well, uh, my name's Joanna. Um, uh, I just turned 24, like, I think a week ago. Yeah. Um, Happy belated birthday. Thank you. <laughs> God. Don't like feeling so old even though I'm not but anyways um you know I I work for the for the school district um I'm not gonna say which one just because like Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to know I don't know who's gonna be listening to this yeah I work for the schools you know take care of kids all that recently quote-unquote graduated from Cal State Northridge (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! But apparently, we'll have the real graduation this year. Oh my God! You mean the virtual, the virtual graduation? <laughs> Honestly, the, the virtual that should have happened last year. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I'm still so. Honestly, my aunt actually, who will be graduating from CSUN as well, she's like, "Hey, you and I can graduate together." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> She's like, I heard about the virtual graduation. I'm like, yeah, that should have happened last time, but I'm, I don't want to talk <laughs> about that. But yeah, that's yes. all I've been doing and uh, uh, just working with the kiddos, um, with the school, which I know we'll talk about more in a bit. But yeah, but that's me, a full time <laughs> memer. Yep, uh, love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was a job, but uh, but anyways, um, how are you, Lindsay? It's been a while. It's been a minute. I'm doing. You know, it's been busy. I was gonna say good, but that, that's a lie. I, I, I'm busy. Oh, dude, <laughs> that's more the um the feel right now. Yeah, like I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I've been very busy recently, and to where like. I get really tired by like nine o'clock now. Like, do you feel like that too? <laughs> like, holy yes, shit. Yes, I sleep at nine. I'm in bed by nine. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I'm tired by nine, <laughs> 10 o'clock, but then I don't fall asleep till like midnight. <laughs> yes. Just because, like, oh no, I fall asleep. Oh man. I need to fall asleep earlier, especially with this damn time change. I can't. Yeah. Oh my God. By the way, I'm sorry if you end up hearing my cat or dog. They're they're both with me. It's all good. That's okay. Okay. Anyways, um, let's see. So, I have a question for you. So you mentioned earlier that you you know you graduated from your university. Um, what was your degree in? Oh, my degree was in um, child development. Because um, when I first started college, I wanted to be like a like a um, 
elementary teacher. But after working with mm-hmm. kids for a, for a long time, like <laughs> I want to say for about in general, I've been working with kids since I was like 17. Like, so that's like um, seven yeah, years. about seven years. I was like, you know what? I don't know if I want to be a teacher anymore. More because like both my parents are teachers and I've seen the amount of work they do outside of the classroom. And I would be the one helping Mm -hmm. my mom grade papers and stuff ever since I was in, like, middle school. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, I still want to work with kids, but I don't know as a teacher. So, yeah, like, I don't know. Then I wanted to be a music teacher um, to where, I don't know if I ever told you this, but um, uh, um, when I transferred from community college, I actually got accepted into Cal Poly Pomona's um, music program. No, I don't know. Oh, I didn't know but, that. Yeah. And I was actually going to, you know, go there instead, but they were just switching over from their quarter system to semester system. And they're like, oh, it's going to be about seven grand for you. I was like, I, I, I. I can't afford that. <laughs> Even if I try commuting from yeah. home, that's that's it's too much, too much. It's still, yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. I by the time I like, you know, then I had to make that very hard decision. I'm like, well, I could settle for CSUN. It's not bad. Trust, it's not bad. It's it's actually a very good, you know, Cal State. Um, yes. So I'm like, you know what? I can settle at CSUN. That's okay. I I don't have to feel ashamed of it. Um, yes, because, you know, like my mom and my stepdad have both graduated from that university. A lot of my theas have also graduated from that university. So like my entire family has been there. Um, yes. <laughs> so it, like, it's a good school, but anyways, um, I thought, you know, why don't, why don't I try all the, you know, child development classes and learn a lot of, how do I say this? Like, in a weird way, like those classes taught really good life skills and you got to really meet some very interesting like educators, you know, aides, after school coaches like myself. Like it's, I feel like a lot of those classes, we share more of our knowledge to each other than just from one professor. Like in a way we were all like the quote unquote professors sharing each other's experiences helping each other out in hypothetical situations because, you know, at least one person has gone through that hypothetical situation. Um, yes. So I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed working with kids, but I want to say, here we go. Last year, you know, when COVID happened, that really, really changed things around um, showing how, how do I say this? How was school for you? Oh, God, dude. Um, when did COVID hit? So COVID hit March. March of 2019. Yeah, funny thing is, is yeah. that it hit right after my birthday happened. So that was very interesting. Um, yes. <laughs> and it, you know what? Like the amount of panic we all went through, like to try to switch over to virtual learning in like what? I think in less than a week was probably the most stressful yep. thing ever. Because more because I was, I 
actually got lucky to go to grad fest right before COVID hit to get my stole mm-hmm. for graduation. Yes. But that was it. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I was with you. <laughs> I know. That's why, like, we went. <laughs> and, um, but the, oh my God, the amount of stress, especially like, this is kind of silly, but I was like, I was taking a children's art class. Everybody from that class was panicking because we had left all of our supplies in the classroom. And a lot of our assignments were in there. And since we weren't allowed to yeah. go back, like the professor's like, you know what? It's okay. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, do something else. But um, the virtual learning, um, surprisingly, as much as I hated it, I adjusted it to it very well, very well compared to most of my peers. I think more because I already knew how to use Zoom because I would use it for like um, other things in life in general. I knew how to use the video chat. Mm -hmm. I knew how to turn things online like Canvas because I've taken online classes before. But I, it really stressed me out knowing that was supposed to be my last year at in college. Like no one ever wants to do that, and it was very upsetting when. I got the email and I, you know, when all of the seniors got the email saying we're not having Mm -hmm. um, commencement this year. Like I cried. I cried for, I don't know how long, probably the rest of that school year. Like I cried every day. It was very depressive. Um, I'm sure like, I'm obviously not the only one feeling that. Um, But uh. Yeah, I, I don't think it really hit me until like until like graduation. oh yeah like, like the day of graduation in May and I was like oh it's legit. <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah. In, yeah like at in March it was like okay fine whatever maybe we might still have it I don't know but yeah once oh December, yeah uh-huh. funny thing we're past December 2020 still it didn't have it <laughs> like, yeah um but I just did it to it okay. You know, I did okay in the classes, but gradually over, you know, once we got to like, it's, I want to say April, it wasn't just because of senioritis. It, I, I didn't feel very motivated at all, like for school anymore, just because it's like, well, what's the point? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get yes. that same validation. Satisfaction. Yeah, satisfaction, yep. validation, mm-hmm. like, Usually I don't care about validation, but this is a very big milestone in anyone's life is like graduating from college. That's like the one important graduation you never want to miss out on, especially if you're like really going to school for something very specific. Like one of my best friends, she was going to school for nursing to be an RN. That's fucking brutal. brutal. Like Uh you want to talk about someone that's totally missing out on school. Like, um, that's really bad and um actually for one of my other classes I felt like we really missed a very good opportunity to really be hands-on in the classroom because I was actually working at the lab school or doing my hours there and once we you know once we switched to online learning we went from doing observations writing down our um what are they called our observation notes I don't know like we we really went through all this paperwork, like if we were to really observe children, you know, for a career. 
to just watching like five minute videos and answering like three questions like what like what a waste of three thousand four thousand dollars you know yes especially since those like that class specifically yeah and we we were gonna learn how to write like lesson plans like like really professional lesson plans like we were gonna really do all this amazing um amazing you know like lessons and just all these things i know i could have implemented to my job now but i don't know how to do them now because like i never got that opportunity to, to learn yeah but um after that it was just like i don't know it, it never felt like i really finished school there was never yeah, there was never a closure, really a closure right? And like I remember when they when the school actually tried doing that like virtual um what were they trying to do? Like a little celebration or something on YouTube, like YouTube Live. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. such a disaster. Did yes. you go to that? <laughs> it was <laughs> no. such a disaster. I, I couldn't find the link, it wouldn't let me in. <laughs> Dang. Well, <laughs> when I saw it, I clicked on it, like on the link. It took everyone to this like YouTube like you know live video, but it just said it had the the CSUN logo on it, and there's like the live chat going on, and people are like, uh, "Okay, we've been sitting here for 20 minutes now. What's going on?" Like nothing was happening. So then CSUN had yes. to re-release a pre-recorded um, video, like I yep. think a half hour hour later. And man, that people were pissed off, including myself. I'm like, wow, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I laugh because it, it it's it wasn't funny, but like like oh my god, like that was really that was quite the letdown. I remember being very let down and being like watching this TV recorded <laughs> for the yeah. the recorded one and being like this is what all of those four Dude. years for, like to just sit here in my house and watch whatever this is. <laughs> what in the world? Oh, I know. I'm like, <laughs> like, God damn it. I worked my ass off for five years, paying for school out of pocket. So I think the only good thing that came out of like finishing school was that at least I don't have any loans, loan debt to worry about. But yes. I know that would have been a much bigger satisfaction, like having the official like celebration and all that like in person and all that but yeah like I can totally get that like you go through all this hard work you're paying all this money for what like to sit at home and watching a pre-recorded video saying okay thank you student for uh for your work and that's it (laughs) yeah and it was and the thing with that was it wasn't even like specific so they didn't even call your name out yeah That's right i remember that like even our department didn't do anything for oh, it oh i do wow. remember that little video like yeah. that hour yeah they did post a actually video yeah that was actually very sweet and i know like our professors were actually in that video saying like good job yes yes but and it's okay to not know what's going oh i know next, i'm like oh you couldn't have said that at a better time this is this is history like oh my god <laughs> yeah um, but it's funny because I will, n- I will never forget, um, oh God, well, I forgot the professor's name, but the one that 
emphasize self. It's okay. The one that emphasized self care. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know what you're like, talking about. How funny, yeah. like, it couldn't have come at a better time to practice self care than all of last year and even now, too. Yeah. Um, Speaking mm-hmm. of self care, how was your like mental health personally uh, during the pandemic? And how did you kind of self-care um, during that time? When it first happened, um, it was very scary, you know, because it kind of made it feel like, you know, end of the world, like like those zombie movies where, like, there's a virus going yes. on. I'm like, oh, my God, this is like, I am legend. Like, it's, it's crazy. Like, it's really happening <laughs> yeah. in front of our own eyes. But then you had, like, these stupid people that would think it's a hoax, you know, like, yeah. uh, and then they just, like, they don't practice, you know, wearing masks and all that. But anyways, um, my, like, version of self-care was just doing a lot of art again. Like, I picked up doing art again. More because of, like, that art class I was doing. Um, but on top of, like, the normal assignments my art professor would assign, I would just do, like li- like, little sketches or drawings, you know, myself to, like, kind of document this crazy historic year, you know? Like, just, I would do a self-care activity. So, for example, like, I don't know, planting herbs or, you know, um, cooking or even just sleeping in more. You know, I would always have some sort of, like, drawing diary, if that makes sense. Like, you know, for that. Um, Mm -hmm. More because... um, um, more because like I had to learn how to try to pass the time but also simultaneously be mindful of like and like of the current moment because yeah I remember you know when it first happened they said oh yeah you know we'll come back to school in two weeks then it turned into a month then it turned yes, into yeah. summer then it turned into yeah August now the following year like um it was just like oh my god when is this gonna end but at the same time it's like um wow you know like I can actually take the time to take care of myself because a little bit before um COVID hit I was actually like crying a lot just like breaking down of like how stressful um school was for me at the moment because yeah it was Mm -hmm. so i don't know god is tricky i hate to bring up religion but like whatever overall being you believe in or if you don't believe in one like the life is just tricky the universe universe is tricky Mm -hmm. like (laughs) i don't know it's crazy um we kind of had to take a pause Hmm? right we had we kind of all had yeah it's literally like and that seems to be like a recurrence between people that I've interviewed. Like everyone's like, "Yeah, my life was like hustle and bustle, every day in and out. You know, just doing what I had to do. Like the hustle, you know, the grind. Yeah, grind, gotta the make hustle. that bread. And then you just stop. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. Stop you know, then... okay. You know, like Endgame. Yeah. Like when Thanos, like the moment Thanos snaps his fingers, and like time, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and like time simultaneously stops but keeps going, like. That's what 
freaking COVID yes. felt like when Thanos snapped his fingers and you see all the all the people disappearing and <laughs> like a lot of chaos yeah. happening all at once. But that that analogy actually is eerily very very similar, right? Like all the people dying. Lives won't ever like lives would just won't be the same because oh, all the yeah. people have been lost, including like my own family actually got COVID, but no one died from it. Thankfully, like I want to say, mm-hmm. in my immediate, I'm not saying they all live in the household with me, but like my immediate family, I would see for like holidays and birthdays and such. Out of like the thirty of us, I want to say twenty, twenty three of them got COVID within a span of two weeks. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Within the span of two weeks, like, what do you mean by like? Well, because unfortunately they still wanted to gather for um, Mm -hmm. New Year's, but one of them, no, one side of like my family. So like one of my mom's sisters, she's a nurse that would work with COVID patients directly. Yeah, literally. Like my she mom, was yes. like, I miss, you know, she's like, I miss my mom. I want to see my grand, you know, I want to see my parents, like my grandparents. They all wanted to gather for New Year's. Mm-hmm. And my tia at the time, she already had gotten her first vaccine. But what was interesting is that she still ended up getting COVID. And she didn't know yeah. that she had it until like after she got her results and this is when she had already gathered with my other family members that were there and I did not go actually because you know when you get that gut feeling like maybe I shouldn't go yeah like my mom and I yeah one of my tias and her kids had that same feeling so we were the only ones that didn't go but everybody else ended up getting COVID like one after the other yeah oh Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad they're okay. okay they're um, uh, they're trying to get vaccinated, including myself. Which are you getting, getting vaccinated? Yes, I got the first one. I'm getting oh, the yeah. second one this. I'm Wednesday. getting the second one next Friday. Yeah, next Friday. Which also is kind of interesting because Six Flags was supposed to open up to the public again, like that Thursday. I'm like, well, how am I getting mm-hmm. my vaccine? I'm like, am I going to go on a roller coaster yeah. and hope that they'll put it in my arm? <laughs> <laughs> or are they going to compensate me mm-hmm. with a funnel cake or something? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Always finding the brightest things in life, Diana. Well, do, well, remember when they first said like they were going to turn Disneyland into like a mega vaccine site? And yeah. I could not stop laughing because one of my friends sent or posted this thing on Instagram, like the little fast pass, but they made it look like it was for the vaccine. It was mm-hmm. so funny. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Always, always have you always have to look at the brighter side of things when, especially last year when it was just so chaotic. It was so depressing to where, actually, an, another self care thing I actually did was I just stayed off of social media for the like those entire three months. Like, like if you go to my Instagram, oh my dude, the last thing I posted was my birthday post. Yeah. And then I didn't post anything until May when we were supposed to graduate, when I did my little photo shoot. 
but I stayed off of like social media, the news, because every single day they were like, oh, more people are dying from COVID. Like they were really scaring people. And yeah, that was my self-care was just staying off of social media in general and just like try not to like I still wanted to be informed, but not overwhelmingly informed to where I'd become so paranoid to do anything like start wearing like a tinfoil hat and all that. But yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what else I did. Um, um, yeah, just like a lot of gardening, doing some art, um, cooking, sleeping more, staying off social media. I picked up wood whittling as well. Um, because, uh, funny thing, um, I ended up, uh, having a procedure done on me. I'm not going to, not going to say specifically, but I mean, you know, personally, We've had this conversation personally, but yes, yes. to where I actually was like a, a couch potato for like an additional three months towards the end of last year when peak COVID was starting to pick up again because everyone was getting sick like crazy because of, you know, flu season in general. Um, yes. And I had to learn to um, accept help from others which is very hard because I'm a very stubborn woman and I've been raised by by my mom to like you know be that strong independent woman don't ask for help you know willingly but I had to learn to let others help me when I needed help would you say you also did that during this pandemic ask for help when you oh yeah for sure like I think more because everyone really needed help during this pandemic. Like um, I semi lost my job when this first started, but not enough to like Mm -hmm. file for unemployment because they were still trying to find what to, you know, things to do for us for the after school people. So that's when they said, okay, we're going to do grab and go. So like where we make, the breakfast, lunch, and snack for the kids, you know, put in these bags and they do like the drive up, you know, like literally grab and go. Like we just give all these bags to of food to the families. So, you know, I think that was me helping others. And then when I needed help, like financially, I felt embarrassed to like ask for money or I would try to figure out ways to still try to make money. And, uh, donate it to like people that really needed it um and when you know when you and I were in school like you know I had to ask for like help if I needed help from an assignment or like but like hey like I'm not (laughs) feeling well today you know can you just tell me what, what was going on in class you know something like that yeah like that's right and I know we've done that for each other Mm -hmm. and even with um Evelyn too. Even when like, it was, yeah. Even oh yeah. Pandemic. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Just um. Yeah, like I, I feel like in a way, COVID has kind of taught everyone to learn more about themselves, especially when we had that lockdown for like, I don't remember how long it was. 
like two, two weeks, two weeks. <laughs> turn like, into longer weeks. though <laughs> I remember yes they were like and I remember th- th- there was like a video of like people in Europe who were like in two weeks it'll be worth it like it'll be over you know and it'll have made a difference and stuff I think it was I'm, I feel like it was two weeks I, I, I might be wrong yeah but you know I, it sounds I'm about right sure yeah, was oh my God, I remember when we saw that on the news like see that that was the only time I was watching the news is when I heard about like a full-on lockdown was going to happen. And that was scary because that yes. really... Um, um, that, um, that's when I saw everyone kind of panic and, grow, and go um, emergency grocery. Yeah. And grocery all like the, the shelves were mm-hmm. empty. Like it really felt like at the end of the world at that point, I was like, oh my God, like this is really happening. And my own mother that was skeptical of this whole thing was even starting to get nervous. She's like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to get what I can and, you know, um, and, you know, to see if we're really going to have this lockdown. And, you know, lo and behold, it actually happened. And yep. it almost became a meme. <laughs> oh, I mean, it did yeah. become a meme of like, oh, my God, where's all the toilet paper? Where's all the milk? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then there was a point where it became oh, like, yeah. everybody was baking <laughs> yeah. when I went home. <laughs> yeah, everyone was baking. Everybody learned how to yeah. become bakers now. <laughs> I remember that. I was one of those yeah. people. Like, just learning how to bake, <laughs> like, silly, you know, like, cakes, banana bread, especially, because, like, that's the easiest thing to make. Um, everyone was finally learning how to, like, cook and bake things on their own without relying on, you know, the fast food and, and all that. Um, which at the same time, it's kind of sad because like, I know there's like a lot of smaller businesses that suffered. We all know that. Yeah. They were very affected. Mm -hmm. Yes. But for some reason, like the fast food industry, like, um, all these billionaires that like, um, you know, for the computer softwares and all that, like just ended up getting more money. Like it's crazy. While many people lost their jobs and my goodness, yeah. But yeah, like it's crazy how it became a meme, a meme of like, oh my god, what happened to all the toilet paper? Like for some reason, we only ran out of toilet paper, but still had everything else. I'm like, I don't remember the virus <laughs> passing through our butts, oh. but <laughs> <laughs> like I can understand sanitizers and all the Clorox wipes and the you know wet one wipes, but for some reason, toilet paper was the one that was hard to find. <laughs> like. I re- I even remember my coworker was trying to like find more Clorox wipes and people were purposely buying yes. loads of hand sanitizers and reselling Bulk. them for yes. like double the price. I'm like for higher prices. Like, you motherfuckers, you can't be doing um, that to everybody during a pandemic. I those are the worst kind of people. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. like, how, how dare you do that? How dare you? But how are you doing self-care, actually? I wanted to ask you, because, uh, like, that's so crazy how you ended up making this podcast. Like, that's so awesome. <laughs> wow. Quite honestly. <laughs> self-care vanished the first couple of weeks of the pandemic. I remember just sitting here, like, questioning life. Like, oh, my God, like, what does this mean for me? Like, 
I just don't understand what's going on. Like, this is supposed to be, I was like, the beginning of 2020, I was like, 2020 is going to be my year. I'm fucking graduating. I'm going to do all of this great. Oh, yeah. All of these things. And then I kind of had to stop, you know, and that was really hard because, like, it just felt disappointing, you know? Like, Like literally everything just came to a halt for, like, that entire year after March. At least up until like midsummer, yeah. things were okay again. Yeah. But even then, it's still—I don't know. Like it was still like if time stopped that entire year, it, it was yeah, it was strange. Like we knew days were passing, stopped. but yeah, time really felt like it stopped. Like I legit stopped. Yeah, caring what day it was because. I was like, I'm like, what's the point? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, COVID's yeah. still around, you know. Like, don't get me wrong, I was grateful to be alive and not sick. Like, I'm, I'm very surprised I never got it this whole time. Yeah, but yet, almost everyone I knew and I was with somehow got COVID during, oh, it, like somehow got COVID during last year. But I have managed to not get it this entire time. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, like which is really good. I mean, I, I I'm the person that follows the rules regardless. So it was very disappointing seeing like yeah. friends and coworkers still trying to gather and go out during a pandemic. I'm like, why? Why are you doing that? Like, that's the most selfish thing you can do. Like now you're just risking yourself, your own families, and your yeah. friends and friends' families. Like, you know, from getting this disease. Like it's crazy. Or not disease, virus, but you know what I mean. Um, like, yeah. uh, but I don't know. Like, how how are you affected by yeah. it? Like, just the pandemic in general. Like, how was school for you? Yeah. Well, okay. Honestly, so I remember I was taking like sixteen units, and then I was working. At the university, I, yeah, I was working, and then I, I was also working at another place. And so, to be able to kind of pause and stop, I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Like it was kind of like, "Thank," like I just needed to, like it was it was well needed, and in, in like the sense that if I had continued that the whole semester, I think I would have been breaking down every day, quite honestly, because it was getting to the point where it's like, "Okay, it's too much now," you know. But to not have to go out to the work and transition to it online it definitely oh, made my work yeah, you can see. easier mm-hmm. in terms of like oh, yeah because you're working work. from home yeah. like I, and then oh man that's, yeah that's yeah it was hard because i was still working with children and other people you know and that, that yeah that, that's definitely the hardest itself. transition but uh yeah but it was nice to like it really made me pause you know Re-examine, re-examine my life and like what I kind of wanted to do because you know I, I especially since it was like we're gonna graduate you kind of think what's gonna come after that you know and I had more time to kind of figure out okay maybe I do want to go to grad school and oh go straight into it because I was looking for yeah grad actually I was gonna ask I'm like did you end up doing it because I know you, yeah. you were gonna do it Oh my god, dude! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, and you ended up going to grad school during the pandemic. Holy crap! 
how was that for you actually and now i want to know that that's insane so my program is uh, online fully online in general because i wanted to work while um Mm -hmm. while still taking classes so it's 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 been it's different quite honestly I personally enjoy being in class. And I, 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 I kind of knew it beforehand, but I was like, you know, I have to make some mm-hmm. sacrifice to be able to like pay it off. So I ended up choosing to do online. But I do miss the sense of community that comes with being in person, having to kind of yeah. really interact with people. Oh, my God. I really miss that. that. Way, you know, like, I feel like once we transition to online, at least like with you know the other my other classes it was really hard to have any interaction at all compared to like how it was before like how we were always always interacting yeah yeah always doing group together always you know talking to our each other (laughs) our classmates our professors the professor's aides like that I really miss so once we switched over to online like in a sense, I think it's just how I am as a person. Like, I love attending the in-person classes, at co- like, in college in general, because I can pay attention more, and I'm held accountable for what I do there. Same. And once it was online, like, yep. over time, I stopped showing myself on camera. I even went as far as yes. to, like, having my camera off, and I muted myself, you know, like, yeah, stopped answering as much. Stopped answering as much. To the point... Yeah, to the point where one of my classes, mm-hmm. I only did I this once feeling. or twice, like, where I was literally, like, still sleeping in bed, but I just had my class playing in the background. <laughs> I mean, it was just for one of my electives. It wasn't one of my core classes, so I'll say that much. It wasn't for my core class. It was for one of my electives. <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm... <laughs> I would cook. Oh, yeah. I would, would, like, literally be cooking my (laughs) breakfast and listening to class. Yeah. Like, it was... um, It was kind of crazy. And you know what? Thank God it's only, you know, me, my mom, and my stepdad living together. Because, like, imagine... Oh, I know. And at least we're adults. Imagine, like... Imagine... I, I feel bad for the parents the most during the pandemic. Because, like... They got their kids. They got their job. Some of them are in school. Now they all have to do it from home. Which um, actually green, yes. uh, brings up a great uh, transition to when I started working again. Um, in person with the kids during the pandemic. Um, so. Um, you know what? It was, How was very that? hyped up, to be honest. Like, um, especially the school I worked at, um, they were saying, okay, like, uh, we had to do a whole different training just for, like, child, like, just for, like, how things were going to be. Like, um, they were saying, okay, um, you know, there's going to be, like, you know, an AM shift and a PM shift for staff, like, you know, like us. Like, you know, half of you are going to be there in the morning, mm-hmm. half of you are going to be in the afternoon. And it was only supposed to be a six to one ratio, so six kids to one adult ratio. 
because they really assumed that we were going to have a lot of kids coming back. And I think in the end, it was in a weird way. It was very disappointing with the turnout we had. Like, I was very surprised myself that I thought there would have been more, you know, parents to send their kids, you know, to this free child care program, by the way. It was you didn't have to pay for it. We provided um, breakfast, lunch and Mm -hmm. snack. You know, we provided homework help, you know, but the turnout was very little. And at my school specifically in the beginning, in August of last year, we were supposed to have 11 kids come. And in the end, only we only had three. Yeah. Like, whoa, man. And even then of those three now all of them now those three are not in the program anymore for their own reasons obviously um but now i'm just at work twiddling my thumbs for four hours before i go work at my other job like it's kind of insulting you know like man i get my degree to work with kids even though i was already working with them like it just hits differently I'm like, what am I doing here? What? Why am I here? Yes. To the point where I'm actually thinking of um, of um, putting in my two weeks soon um, for my other job because I I do work I do have another job where I work with kids and um, I'm more appreciated there and stuff to where I was even offered like a full time uh, full time position um, in, in for uh, social work. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. What? How would you? So we had a conversation a little a little earlier. Um, they described you as oh, a, yeah. a glorified Even pre-COVID, babysitter. Um, like this, this um, just when I'm not saying this is my school job specifically. Like just my entire experience of working with kids. I have, I, yeah, and teaching in general, like. I ha- teaching. Mm-hmm. I have been told like, oh, you're like you're just a babysitter. You know, you're overpaid. You're an overpaid babysitter. You're a glorified babysitter. And I feel like in a way, when COVID happened, it really showed. Um. Like, how do I say this? Yeah, how important we really are. How like, yes, are. I may not how- be a teacher, uh-huh. but hey, I still offer my services to take care of your children. You know, and I think I feel like when the kids come back to school in person, they're going to they're definitely going to have a way different view of school. Like, for example, last year, a little bit before COVID hit, you know, a lot of my fifth graders would use this analogy of school where like, oh, school's just a prison. Like we're in one room all day, but we can only go out, you know, two times only for a couple minutes. The food, you know, the food sucks. But I would tell them, I'm like, but it's all free. I'm like, I'm like, you have to do this not just for yourself, but I'm like, your parents are literally trying to give you, you know, give you an opportunity for education. There's kids that like families I know I have worked with, like where the kids don't finish school because, you know, they have to drop out and help work and pay off the bills with their parents. Yeah. Especially in um, high school. 
But um, I feel like um, like COVID really showed how important everyone in the education system is. You know, even even not just our teachers, like yeah. our aides, our principals, the school admin. Even our janitors, you know, they're keeping our schools clean. They're going every day, you know. Um, but anyways, um, I, yeah, I, I personally have been told, like, I'm just an overpaid babysitter. It's pretty insulting, honestly. I'm like, you know, this program's free. It's a privilege for them to stay, you know. you're. Yeah. And yeah, you're a, normally, a coach, right? You're yeah. an after-school coach. Just so that the people at home... <laughs> yeah, normally I'm an after-school coach. But okay. mm-hmm. yeah, like... <laughs> um, I'm, And it's funny because I'm just wondering if those same parents are like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> they, I feel like a lot more parents are going to be appreciative of, like, these kinds of programs. Especially because they are free. They don't even have to pay anything. Like, I know for YMCA, parents are paying, like, hundreds of dollars for the same Mm -hmm. services like it's crazy yeah (sighs) oh god wait I answered your question right (laughs) I think I did I'm sorry I think I did (laughs) I think so (laughs) I think so we got all the way uh, I think, I think, you know, I will say that you answered it. I, I, I'm not sure. I can't remember. I asked you oh. how it was, right? I asked you okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. how it okay. was transitioning. I, I, will say, um, I will say um, <laughs> it was kind of interesting how we were the ones being thrown in to take care of the kids in person and not the teachers. Oh, like almost kind of hypocritical. Yeah. And in, in, I don't know, like. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's like, we're not the ones, like, yes, we do work with kids normally, but we're not, but we're not their teachers, you know? Um, it's like, how do I say this? Um, I don't know. It's like if we're the bait, they wanted, a, they wanted the bait to go in first because everybody was so scared of how COVID was going to be for the schools. So, like, you know what, let's just throw in all the, you know, all these people first. Let's throw in the TAs. Let's throw in the after-school coaches. Oh, but not our teachers. Not not our, uh, not the school staff. The, you know, not even the principals, you know. So, it was just kind of weird. Like, we're the underdogs, I guess, in this whole thing. Like, not felt as appreciated as the teachers in a weird way. Oh, definitely. There's a hierarchy. With and I feel like it's not talked about a lot. Uh, system, yeah. And I'm not. I'm not bashing anyone personally. Yeah. It's just I feel like I've um I've noticed it more in the pandemic, especially with the schools trying to reopen. So, quote unquote. I don't know. I still think it's a little mm-hmm. soon, personally. But I say yeah for sure. Like next mm-hmm. school year. Because I know they want to send the kids back, like, by April, like, mid-April. Yet, like, yet, we've had yeah, COVID scares yeah. at many schools already, where the numbers, of the where the number of students was already so low. Like, at 
um, one of the schools I remember hearing from, like they only had five kids attend their program and they got a COVID scare and they had to like shut down the program. I'm like, how is that going to work when they send all the kids back? And did you hear that the CDC modified the feet apart they can be? Three feet apart. To what? Ooh, I need to go fact check that. I need to go look. Yeah, I'm like, so, you know why, too, though? That's like, not good. I, I knew it. Yeah, I knew it. I, I told it's my more people to you know what? I have a feeling they're going to try to pack in as many kids as possible. Like, try to find, like, a weird loophole to pack in as many kids as possible. For at least the ones that want to return. And that, I, I don't know. Yeah, if you want to fact check that. But, I mean, I've been seeing it all over the news in general. Um, that yeah, the CDC is changing yeah changing the school rules to like from six feet apart to three feet apart, but they still have like the 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 covers you know, and they still have to wear their masks obviously or a face shield. But I just thought that was very interesting. I'm like, so me personally, I'm like, what's the point? You might as well just bring all of them back because they were already three feet apart. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But um, it's going to be very interesting when they go back to school in person, especially secondary education. I'm honestly going to be baffled if if it pays off. Because um, as far as I know, um, and what I've seen, like, just everywhere, the secondary education, like middle schools to high schools, are going to operate like how elementary was. The kids are going to stay in one classroom all day. But the teachers and staff are going to be switching off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as far and as I know, um, apparently um, universities will be going back to in-person uh, soon, I think. I think for next school year. At least for some, not okay. all of them, for sure. But, Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Let me steer into another direction. <laughs> um, so you said that you had gotten mm-hmm. your degree in child development. So, and you said that teaching might not be the path for you, but you still want to work with children. Where do you want to take um, your degree? What do you want to do with it? Um, interesting fact, actually. Like, I think I had finally found what I wanted to do with my degree because it'll, it would still work, but I would still have to go back to school to get a master's, which is fine. I'm fine with that. Um, but mm-hmm. I saw... Because um, I didn't know this position existed, but... I now think I want to be a um, a school social worker. Interesting. What got you into what was well, the thought process to get it? Okay, in general, because that decision, I worked in the social work field for about like seven years now. In general. Um, just working with kids in the foster system, working with kids in like, in situations like that. 
And I have this very big passion of Mm -hmm. like, I want to help these kids and their families so much. Like I'll do anything I can, like, you know, to help them out. Even if it means being on the kids more with their school when their moms can't. So like, for example, um, in the past, like, you know, the kids would come they're already way behind in school, like way behind. And some of them even developmentally very behind for their age. Like, you know, some would be like in fifth grade with a second grade reading level. Or some would come only knowing Spanish mm-hmm. or like if they knew a little bit of English, like broken English. But when it came to like learning science and you know platon- like um, tectonic plates and all that, they didn't understand any of that. Or some would. I have a student now mm-hmm. who's also in fifth grade, and um, they uh, they can't read or write past first grade level. So. I feel like I get to use my degree and what I've learned in school and apply it at, um, you know, in these uh, situations. And I only heard about being a social a school social worker because um, one of my mom's old colleagues, that's what she did. I thought she was a teacher, but my mom's like, no, she was a school social worker. So she actually got to do home visits, mm-hmm. um, you know, take the family's support for anything, if, you know, any for anything suspicious. And actually be a little bit more hands-on without also having to be a tutor at the same time. And you can help different, you can help different families yeah. um, simultaneously. So, and I'm like, well, that's, I feel like that's perfect for me because I want to help the kids outside of the classroom. Because sometimes, you know, I mean, you work with kids, like you understand Sometimes we know, in a way, I feel like, I don't know, maybe maybe me being in the after-school coach position, I got to see the kids for who they really were, if that makes sense. You get to see the kids how they are without their parents around. They really reveal their their true selves at schools. You know, they don't have the pressures of their parents, like, leaning over them. Like, they can kind of relax. That's their escape from their crazy home life and COVID really showed that too like there were some kids really having a crazy home lives you know even even for like basic necessities and like I want to be able to help provide that but also not parent them at the same time and I want to be able to help the parents you know with providing finding resources for them helping them find work you know like I want to be able to do all that I have a really big passion for helping these families outside of the classroom because um in a way their well-being comes first yes I like that because it takes the holistic view of the child yeah like and not just yeah one, exactly one side of it you know there's a lot and of facts i feel like we really learn the most and that has stayed with me the most is that like well for example let's say a kid's not doing well in school well when we learn that in child development we have to find out why is it the home life you know what's going on you know 
we have to learn all the other factors and, you know, take all of that and, you know, try to imagine ourselves like, you know, what if, like, how would we react if we were dealing with it as a child? I mean, perfect example, COVID, you know, imagine being, you know, imagine us being like nine years old again, you know, not having to worry about anything, but then COVID hits. Like, that's scary as a child. Especially if, like, your own family gets it. And then you have to try to learn school online. You have to learn how to do emails. Which, by the way, I I hate this analogy that people have been saying how kids have been missing out on school this whole time. I'm like, they're not missing out on school. They are in school. It's different. It's online. Mm -hmm. And they are now learning life skills at a very good age. They are learning, well, I know a five-year-old shouldn't be able to make an email, but you know what I mean? Like, they're learning life skills. Take this opportunity to, to, you know, teach your children life skills. Yes, maybe. Yeah, forget schooling. (laughs) Yes, I mean, forget forget school. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is not advocating for and the podcast uh, <laughs> cut um <laughs> but like that's there who like yeah i think of like maslow's hierarchy exactly right? like, i love maslow's basic hierarchy. needs have to be met first like it, right yeah they're not going to be able exactly. to learn until their basic needs are met and if there's stuff going yeah. on at home then it's like oh yeah and like your child is not um, there 100 percent, you know you know for example like even during the pandemic like how it was so sad seeing like these high school students going to like a taco bell for wi-fi it was clear which students had basic needs met and which ones didn't yeah and like yeah exactly like I feel like me wanting to be a school social worker, I can help these kids and their families. Like I can help provide them to help with their basic needs first before school. Because I mean, yeah, finding resources, providing, you know, help finding resources for the families to use, seeing what's going on at home. So I know how to help them with school. And I'm pretty sure the school work, school social yeah, workers yeah. Um, do keep in contact with, like, the principals and that specific child's teacher and all that. So it, it's like I could be, like, that almost third parent, but also not at the same time. Yeah. But how have you been? Like, so mm-hmm. what, what are you going back to grad school for? Um, diverse community development leadership is the program Uh, honestly it's it's really focusing on what I can do to become more aware and like support different underrepresented groups you know and I I say that very broadly and I keep it broad yeah each group is different you know and each group has a different need and yeah oh my god that's so awesome though 
And you're like the perfect. um, It's all contextual. You're like the perfect person to go into that. Like you yourself are, um, are like part of these groups. You know, are you first generation? You know, no, no. My my mom has gotten her degree. Oh yeah, that's right. In nursing from the Philippines. But still, like, yeah, you're probably like, um. Like, how do I say this? You're like, yeah, you're like, you're a really good person that can go into that because, like, you yourself are a woman of color. Like, you would understand these needs. Yep. Yeah. We're hoping. We're hoping. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if I told you, but like, my mm-hmm. the reason for one of these for this like interview really the core of it is I wanted to understand the the transfer student experience you know what a perfect segue but um uh oh, like the struggles and barriers you faced the transfer students face from the community college level to the university level. Oh wow! You know, how you know important what? was community? That's a really good all point. Okay, because I will say, I feel like there's a very small amount—well, not small amount—a very good, decent amount of students in this like subgroup of people that attend university and college in general, where you're not exactly poor enough to get scholarships or grants, but you're also not rich enough to like pay everything off pay with everything. yeah with with ease <laughs> with little uh, ease so uh-huh. with, yeah with ease mm-hmm. when I first started college I was actually gonna go straight to CSUN but then my mom had decided you know what I want to go back to school and get my master's mm-hmm. she's like why don't you just go to community college first I'm like well, I didn't want to, but okay. And I didn't realize this because I didn't realize how cheap community college was. I do not understand why we don't promote it more often. And it's I, seriously, it does because I swear it's got a stigma. Yeah, it's not lower quality. That it's of met, lower quality. Like I was in community college for three years. Many of my professors I had there also taught at CSUN or UCLA or USC. Like. They're providing the same quality. Mm-hmm. It's crazy for like six hundred dollars, you know. And um, yep. I feel like <laughs> oh, I know in California, six hundred dollars cheap here. Yeah, and I went to, to a community college for full time. <laughs> the most I ever had to pay for school was seven hundred a semester. That's insane. Yeah. Thinking about it, that's pretty dang cheap. But anyways. Yes. I, actually, I like what you, you said that has a stigma. It really does, because I, I don't know how your how high school experience was, but I feel like in high school, especially junior, senior year, my teachers were pushing us to, like, apply for the more prestigious schools or, like, the UCs, like UCLA, USC, you know, mm-hmm. Santa Barbara. Um, yes. But, yes. You know, like, God forbid, you know, you go to community college because then everyone thinks you're lazy or an idiot. 
or even trade schools too. Like, I don't know why people are against trade schools. Yep. It's it, it's not bad. But um, anyways, I feel like community college is great mm-hmm. to start out with right after high school because one, they're smaller class sizes, you know, like 40, 50 students, maybe 60. Um, there is like, how do I say this? I feel like they're, Wait, yeah, did you say there were 40, the bigger 50, classes, but 60 people in most class? of them were pretty small. Yeah. Yeah, like, okay, like the my child development classes yeah, actually yeah. only had about 30 people at a time. So those classes were really fun because, like, everyone got to know each other. We got to know the professor much better. So, oh, wait, can you hear yeah. this? Sorry. Can you hear? Okay. Sorry. Hmm. Someone else is trying to call me. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. Okay, sorry. I can't hear anything. <laughs> So I'm just yeah, listening. Someone's trying to call me on my Discord. I'm like, stop it. What do you want? Um, but anyways, um, those child development classes were actually very uh, interesting to learn from. And uh, the hard part was just trying to transfer to CSUN was such a headache. I feel like you can understand this too, because we're both transfer students. They're... <laughs> like you know how they oh you know Please how elaborate. they would have like freshman orientation <laughs> at least when uh, i could be wrong now because i'm sure yes. they have probably implemented it at this point but i never remembered a transfer student orientation for csun or i think for any college in general like there was never an orientation just for transfer students They didn't hype it up. I think there was one, but they didn't really, there wasn't a lot of, they didn't really, what's, what's the word for it? Oh, yeah. They didn't really Or um, I didn't even know about the office for transfer students until, like, we graduated. So people weren't aware. <laughs> and that was only because we had found out about it through one of our professors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's insane. I, I don't know why there's not more. Yeah. Um there's more attention to that. I feel like there's a lot more transfer students than like freshmen, but that's just me personally, just cause like, I don't know. Um, but the trans, the transition from like the smaller community college classes to the big, um, university classes, like the auto, the big auditorium ones where you have like 200 people was very, how do I say this? Yeah, it mm-hmm. was very um, shocking, honestly. I was, I was like, wow, I didn't realize how some professors were just there to teach and the ones that actually wanted to uh, really get to know the students. Um, and the workload changed yeah. drastically, um, you know. Would you say community college, their level um, of expectation? Somewhat. I want to say more of the um, university. Um, how do I say this? Um, yeah, I want to say for major specific. The major specific. Yeah, like, so I guess for child development, personally, like the workload wasn't that bad actually in community college. And it wasn't that bad either in university up until I want to say our last year. Yes. Then it got crazy. 
I'm like, well, where did all this, where did all this come from? But um, that could have been just like our, our specific classes, you know, that we were taking uh, differently from each other. But, um, but I think what compensated for it was the fact that there was more um, group work involved, especially with our major, child development, there's a lot more group work involved, a lot more group assignments, not as many tests or quizzes mm-hmm. as like other majors, which to be honest, I think that's actually really nice because I have really bad test anxiety in general. So I just blank out mm-hmm. once we have like an exam. Um, Cause I think in child development, they focus more on like how you apply your knowledge. Then let's see if you can memorize this, this and that, which they had to do sometimes like with all the different child development theorists and theories we had to learn. Um, but I did like, really? Oh, that's interesting. I found it the opposite. Okay. Elaborate. <laughs> yeah. So, I know when I had done my community college, my professors were very, like, they we had a lot more group work, and their stuff really, if I can tell you, the foundations yeah, of my child development that's knowledge. That's when I really first learned college. about all the theorists. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they really, the way that they explained it, but maybe this is specific to my my experience, but... I know that my community college, like the, the department in my child dev was, uh, they were on top of it, you know, and they, they made all of their yeah. stuff relevant to not just teaching, but to life, you know, and I felt that when, when I got to, to the university, it was more theoretical than it was application. Then again, though, I, I can say that I didn't take any classes that were specifically fieldwork yeah. related. So that may also be a contributing factor to why I didn't feel that. But, you know, <laughs> we did have classes that were called applied cognitive and applied, you know, but we didn't apply anything. That's true. Honesty. You know what? There were no real children. I was kind of surprised how we weren't, like, required to go do observations more. That actually kind of surprised me. Like, with the university classes. Yeah. Because when I was in community college, I had to do a observation for every single yeah. child development class I had. We did that a lot. And yeah. Yeah, yep. that's true. And you know what? How, how like, in practice. From earlier, how I was talking about, like, one of my classes, how I had to go to the lab school and do my observations, do my student hours, like... Maybe that's why I have a different experience yes. because I actually got to apply everything we were learning in that class up until COVID hit. Then we couldn't do it anymore, yeah. which was very heartbreaking because like we were finally getting to the good stuff towards yeah. the end. And then we switched over to watch this five minute video and just answer yeah. these questions. Like how disappointing is that, you know? Because now it felt like how you were feeling, man, I'm, I'm not applying <laughs> yes, anything to anything I learned. Like, it's, it's kind of sucks, really. Yeah. 
were there any other challenges or barriers that you faced at the university level? Your transcripts um, actually, all, yeah. all of your classes transferred like, over? The, all my classes, all my generals were able to transfer fine. My child development classes were able to transfer fine as well. Um, but the headache was admissions. That I never want to experience again. Not saying our school specifically, but just like, I feel like yeah. it could be just the fact that there's so many students transferring over from community colleges to universities that it can be overwhelming. And um, I had to, I, I had to go, you know, make an appointment with like a, the, was it the guidance counselors, whatever they're called, the ones you're supposed to see like once a year at the schools or whatever which I never saw one mm -hmm. and I have tried making appointments to see one, but they somehow mm -hmm. always cancel on me like the morning no, of. Same. And I got to the point where I was so frustrated where I had to do my own research about it. Um, and it wasn't until my cut, my older cousin had told me about this form that was really helpful in community college. Um, it's called the I Getsy form. And it shows all these classes for general mm -hmm. ed and um, that you had to take and make sure um, were transferable. And there's this website I would use. It was called, um, yes, assist.org to make sure that my classes were transferable. Assist.org. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I think just like, having to wait for the transcripts and all that, like playing the waiting game on the side of, you know, transferring to university was annoying because they would mess it up or, you know, um, they weren't yeah. open, you know, it was always just little things that had to get over it. You know, like once I was in, I was in, that, that was fine. But um, what was annoying too was the cost, the cost of universities, my God. And the one, Season's one of the cheaper ones, you know? I can't even imagine someone going to UCLA or, you know, yeah. Laverne yeah. or, yeah, USC, like the private schools, like, oh, my God. Um, private school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said before, I wasn't, quote-unquote, poor enough to qualify for financial aid. And I, I had many, 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 many people tell me oh why don't you do financial aid like why are you paying with school with your own money I'm like because I don't qualify financial aid my parents are teachers they work for the school district they make too much money according to the government yeah but we also weren't rich enough to pay it off with ease either and so that's true and FAFSA doesn't right, doesn't, right. Uh, consider so when I had pendants yeah exactly I'm like what the heck you know, or so you didn't have a kid, you or know, you have a being kid. considered yeah. a, a dependent this entire time I was in school was very frustrating mm -hmm. just because like I couldn't get any extra money for help. So I had to take the initiative to work like two jobs at a time, sometimes three um, to save up money to pay for the next semester. And Thank God my mom knows how to save money because she had, to, I had asked her, I'm like, how did you get, how did you end up having all this money to help me pay off school? She's like, well, I've been saving since you were a baby. 
Yeah. Yeah, like she because she well, wanted me to go to college regardless. That's a long time. Yeah. So she had been saving up all this money and you know, mm-hmm. until that time came when we can finally start using that money to help me with school. But I would still end having end to pay like, you know, two thousand dollars from my own pocket. Where sometimes I wouldn't exactly have it right away, which thank God for the payment system yeah. the, what is it called? The the, the the yeah the payment plans thank god for those because holy yeah, girl, the, the i would not be able to pay it plan. off all at once um which that was kind of an interesting thing to like struggle with was yeah. like why am why am i the one being punished when it, it's a weird analogy like why are the middle class being punished to go to school does that make sense like, how do I say this? Like, why am I being punished Elaborate. to go to school to get an education? I, I, um, like, they want more. I don't know. How do I say this? Like, um, man, I'm trying, I'm trying to think on how to elaborate. Like, um, Like, why am I being punished financially when I'm trying to make an edu- when I'm trying to get myself an education? Why? I don't know. I, I'm trying to elaborate. I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah. So you're saying like like it, it's a weird gray area, you know? It's a really <laughs> weird gray area. Like, like, yeah, I don't get to take advantage of the same opportunities. I don't want to say take advantage. It's horrible. I don't, I can't receive the same financial compensation for like, I know there's people that really need it and I rather have those people get it. But like, I'm also being forced to like work multiple jobs. I'm really trying not to sound privileged here. Like it's just a really weird gray area where I said it before, like, I don't qualify for financial help because of my parents. But at the same time, um, we're still struggling to pay it off. Like, at least in the moment, not anymore. But um, especially when COVID hit, too. Like, did you get a refund for anything from the school? (laughs) Same. (laughs) which i think was a was very unfair to (laughs) at least our class you know like i know because you know how we would pay for like all the extra services like the library the school gym yeah all the unnecessary yep the university fees fees Mm -hmm. we didn't get to use like we didn't get to use yeah um but um Yes. but like I mean do you get what I'm kind of saying like I, I'm having a really hard time elaborating on this I, I think I get it okay so so regardless I think like oh yeah I yeah I can't deny that we have privilege right being in the middle class there is that privilege but I do think that 
I think for mm-hmm. us to not like, even though you're working all those jobs, yeah, but to be under your parents because of like the rules that FAFSA has, you can't qualify as independent. Because I think if you if you if you if you had been 24 at the time and you're working all those jobs, you would have qualified. Yeah, as for sure. Yeah, and then you would be getting the aid, right? But because of the rules, it was kind of like you couldn't. The support wasn't there, and even if your parents weren't support, like like you know, like they weren't. Yeah, paying yeah. For your education, like yeah, like I'm really trying to. That, I, I know what you're talking about. I'm having a hard time verbalizing. Thank God, it. my yeah. mom and um was uh, was able to help me pay off half my student tuition every semester, like because you know how it'd be about about like four or five grand, um, like including books and everything, yeah. um. I'd pay off like a good twenty five hundred just from my pocket. She'd do the other half, like we're good. Um, it can, it became really difficult when I actually had to do school for all all the semesters, like spring, summer, fall, and winter. That became really hard because summer and winter was like a good. I want to yeah. say about three grand, two grand for like three classes like what the hell that's way too much money for three classes you know um but yeah I I can't deny that and I am privileged and I'm I'm like I'm grateful that I don't have any student debt to pay off in the future um like many others I know that we went to school with and like uh, my partner too like she went to Laverne and she's going to be paying off her student loan debt for another couple of years even though she graduated from school 2016 yeah yeah but but yeah (laughs) I'm like yeah it's a weird gray area I feel like it's not talked about a lot I mean I don't really know that many people have that same experience either No, I'm in the same. I was I'm in the same position, and the only thing that changed for me was the minute grad school. Like once that you're when you apply for grad school, FAFSA considers, oh, considers wow. you independent, regardless of the like nice. if you're 24 or not. Um, so that's why I'm getting like the aid now. But I do know, right? My parents did make, you know. We're middle class, so we didn't, we weren't in, yeah. So they made enough money that I, I couldn't qualify for uh, financial aid, but it's not like, but you know, I, obviously my parents supported, but I do know the people who um, their parents didn't mm-hmm. support them, you know, during the getting the degree, but um, but they still were under their parents, like they still had to give their parents information and so they wouldn't qualify for the the FAFSA, so it was like they were kind of stuck. It's like they couldn't get the financial aid, even though oh, wow. supposedly Jeez. they were already covered. That sounds know? like a whole mess of its own. Yeah, yeah, my yeah, no, that's exactly like how my situation I mean, I, that's was. That's like what going I'm trying to, to say. Your situation. Community college was yeah. different, though. I could have like, yeah, that I could pay for out of my own pocket, like no problem, because I was because already working like fun, yeah. two jobs. I was like, yeah, like this is fine, like. I can pay for it easily, you know. Um, 
But yeah, like I'm glad you can you can kind of understand like my yes. weird situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jiren, I have one last question for you because I do have another interview after this one. Um, as you know, my podcast is called Little Things in Zian. I'm going to get so like annoyed like, listening to this every, after every podcast. I'm like, in the end, she just keeps saying the same damn thing no, over and good. over again. Doesn't she get tired of asking that question? <laughs> but um, <laughs> I had to rant it out. Um, no, but it's so wholesome. I love it. My podcast it's so wholesome. Things in the end. Um, what is Thank you. What is one little thing or some advice, you know, that that really resonates for you in your life and is meaningful to you um, that you'd like to share oh no, you're with good. You're good. Um, listeners at home? Huh. Me. <laughs> you know what? Like, I know it's going to sound really cheesy, but I feel like this would apply more than ever, especially like COVID's still happening. We know it's still happening. But honestly... Just take it one day at a time. Yes. That's my little advice, my daily advice. You take it one day at a time. Because, you know, I think, too, when uh, I was in um, uh, at university, you know, I would plan to things weeks in advance, like, you know, to hang out with friends. I would be that busy. I'm like, you know what? If you want to hang out, tell me weeks in advance because I was just that busy with school full time, working a lot. And when COVID happened, like you really don't know what's going to happen with even within the next month. You know, any anyone, you know, could die or get sick or some freaking catastrophe or just, you know, could happen. COVID can happen like so. I've learned to take everything one day at a time. Like appreciate appreciate one day at a time. You're living, you're breathing. You I know. love that because yeah, if you know if you're if you have a fully functioning body, even better. Like really appreciate just even the now. Like be yeah, appreciate knowing you're alive and well. Or, you know, even if you have some sort of sickness not related to COVID, but you're still breathing, like, you know, just you got to take your care of yourself one day at a time. Take care of yourself little by little. Like, take those immunity shots. Woo! With the ginger and the orange. Like, my God. Have you tried those? <laughs> they're pretty good. <laughs> no, actually, they're nasty, but... Oh God, they're nasty, but you know no. what? Oof. But I, I've heard other people. <laughs> but <laughs> take it. that's my thing. Just take it one day at a time, because with all this craziness that happened last year and even now, you don't know what's going to happen. So yeah. <gasps> Thanks, Lindsay, yeah. for having me on here. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> it's so honored oh. for you to interview me. Thanks for coming on. Like very <laughs> special, and um, oh, you are too. Very inspiring woman. I tell you that much. You are very special. Don't <laughs> like. Don't cry. <laughs> Thank you. I know. Thank you. <laughs> like I know. I, I hear the quiet sniffles. 
the silence. <laughs> Your sniffles oh in the God. back. <laughs> I know. It was really nice talking to you, just like catching up with everything. Because <laughs> I know, like, we're like all we all kind of became busy. And sorry, one more thing. Like, I think this would be a great thing to remember. Just because, like, we're not talking doesn't mean I don't I don't care about you. Like, because especially now, people are like so caught up in what's going on like it's okay to not reply to someone right away you know what I mean like yes I know exactly what you mean take the time like I know personally for me sometimes Mm -hmm. like when I get so busy and like life is like stressful like even responding to people is it's like emotionally draining so I, I don't and I wait until I'm at the point yeah. where I can give again yeah exactly and if, my cup has been filled like and then people have to know, hear that like it's okay to not say yes to every hangout it's okay to even not reply at all you know especially with everything going on still like it, it is a good time for people to try to take care of themselves more than ever and just live one day at a time Yes. Yep. Yeah. I, 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 I thank you for having me on your podcast. I hope it wasn't too long. Okay. Bye. Thank you, Tamina. I'm going to end the podcast. I know. Now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're running at an hour. Oh, God. <laughs> Can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's do what you please. Apologize. This was a great, uh, all right. a lot of content Bye. and stuff.